702. The car feature. Yes, the car feature. No, sadly, we're not talking about supercars. Maybe that's something we should consider having a conversation about. Today, we're talking about tires and rims. And we're speaking to Salim Valley, who's the CEO of Evolution Wheel and Tire. And we are in this conversation because there's so many things we get to find out about tires with regards to safety, replacing them, and all of those things. And sometimes people opt for these thin thin tires or certain inches because they look cool but we don't actually understand the implications of all of those decisions oh double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the whatsapp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two a big welcome to our guest salim valley welcome to the show thank you so much for joining us hi afternoon really bukhile and listeners Thank you, you so much. Doing? Oh, we are fantastic. We are absolutely fantastic. And I'm in particular in particular excited about this conversation because I recently had to change all of my tires. And I think I, I frankly don't know enough about tires. So can we talk? Let's talk about the absolute basics of what we need to know and understand about the tires. You know, are there specific laws that govern what the criteria should be that make a car roadworthy when it has tires that are, you know, in a certain state or form? Okay, first of all, with regard to tires being of legal limit, the legal limit of a tire is 1.6 millimeters. And most tires have a tread depth indicator on it. If you don't know how to measure it, the simplest way to measure it is to take a matchstick, take the head of the matchstick and put it into the tread depth. So just so I can understand the the, the measurements that you're giving, is that the tread? And maybe just explain to us, um, I know you're very familiar with talking about tires, but chat to me like I know absolutely nothing. Okay, so the tread is the surface of the tire that meets the road. And that's where we would go and we'd find the tread depth indicator on the tire. It's uh, not very visible to the normal person or the layman to be able to find it. So the easier way for you to be able to check it is if you take a matchstick and take the brown portion of the matchstick and face it down into the tread depth. If you're able to see the brown portion, then you know that your tires need replacement. If you Mm. aren't able to see it, then you know your tires are all fine. But the other things to look for on your tires is to see if there's any bulges, if there's any irregular wear, or if there's any penetrations with regard to nails or any other debris that you might have picked up from the road surfaces. Because all these things can lead to your tires being damaged in the long term. Mm, mm. And I mean, generally, um, you know, not many people think about what tires they're getting when they purchase a vehicle because they just get what what's already there. So when a person does decide, actually, I want different tires, what usually motivates that decision? So getting a different type of tire, you need to understand what those numbers on a tire actually mean. For instance, you have a size called a 195 stroke 55R1687V. The first 195 is your tire width. The 55 is your tire profile. And the number after the R, which is R16 in this case, is the actual size, the diameter of your rim. The 87 is your load index and the V is your speed rating. Now, most people, when they change the tires, don't consider that changing your tire size, even though it might be the right diameter in inch, could impact on your 
speedometer reading as well as your mileage for the long term and whole lot of other suspension paths could also get affected. Therefore, it's important to go to someone that has knowledge of how to do conversions because your diameters need to remain the same and your overall diameter of how the tire spins needs to be perfect or within a certain tolerance so that your speedometer reading does not get thrown off. Can you maybe help us understand so, that, uh, Samir, and I, 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 I unfortunately said your name incorrectly earlier, I introduced you as Salim and Samir. If you can just help us understand, because what you're saying is that it actually affects so many things uh, on the vehicle, like you said, the speedometer, how, how does it affect all of those things? So, for instance, if you have a 195-55R16 tire and you want to convert it to maybe a 17-inch, you'd need to go and you'd need to take it to a tire professional that can do a conversion for you to make sure that if your overall diameter of your tire remains the same. It's not as just simple as going and saying, oh, you know what, I can get a 195-55R16, maybe a 205-55R16 is an alternate tire, it's cheaper, it's well-priced. By doing so, what happens is you change the dynamics of your vehicle and the mechanics of how your vehicle operates. So it's more intricate than what people understand, and it's more in-depth than what people understand. The speed ratings are also very critical because when changing a vehicle tire and you go with a lower speed rating, that means that you cannot now exceed the speed rating of the tire, but the vehicle might be moving to a higher. For instance, you get different speed ratings. An H-rated tire allows you to go up to 210 kilometers an hour, whereas a V-rated tire allows you to go to 240 k's an hour. So all these little things have an impact on the type of tire that you put on your vehicle. So going back to the question, the reasons that people would want to change the tires that are the standard fit for a vehicle, are they usually cosmetic reasons or are they performance reasons? So you have a little bit of both. You have people that are looking to do up their vehicles and make them look stylish. You have what you call the stance guys out there looking at making their vehicles look all low and bag them out so that they can sit low on the floor and drop them. Yes. And you get guys that go out there and they make their vehicles look funky by putting a narrow tire on a wide rim and they call it the stretch look. Those type of things are not something that's very safe. Because when you do those type of things to vehicles, especially with putting a narrow tire on a wide rim, what happens is your tire doesn't really have the ability to fit onto that rim properly and seat properly. There's what you call a bead in the tire. The bead doesn't have anywhere to seat in those rims. And if you hit a small stone on the road, your tire basically slips off. Also tires that don't seat on those wheel wells to not get balanced and not being able to balance the tire causes your vehicle to vibrate constantly. When your vehicle vibrates constantly, it affects your shocks, it affects your tie rod ends, all your suspension parts then also get affected. Mm. So, I mean, when I think about, uh, like in my mind, I love very high, uh, big vehicles. And my dream was always to say, I would love to have you know, an old school rugged Jeep Wrangler, but put monster truck tires on those cars. So I do have those fantasies. And I wonder, are there some completely unsafe 
ideas that people have when it comes to, you know, modifying their vehicles and changing up the tires and rims that are completely unadvisable? So in certain circumstances, like you mentioned, you want to go and you take it. Samir, I think I lost you there. Yes. Sorry. So in your case, where you're looking at going and taking on your taking a jeep and doing up a jeep with big funky wheels yes that's possible there's also different types of tires when you start speaking four by four you get what you call highway terrain all terrain mud terrain Mm. so doing up that jeep you need to define where you will predominantly use that vehicle is it going to be a vehicle that's going to be off-road is it a vehicle that's going to be on road is it your daily driver and those are the types of answers that need or those are type of questions that need to be answered in order for you to determine which way or which tire you put on your vehicle but doing it up going to the correct people yes it's possible you can make your vehicle look funky you can use bigger wheels bigger rims uh broad looking tires but you need to make sure that it doesn't affect the basics of the vehicle in terms of how that vehicle drives and what can be done to that vehicle within limits. In most cases, you, if you take, for instance, your BMWs in it, they're very sensitive vehicles and going and putting on bigger wheels on your BMWs affects the way your gearbox understands and translates those overall diameters when those tires and wheels are moving. And those vehicles are very, very finicky when it comes to changing your wheels and tires. So it needs to be taken into consideration that you can't just do it by saying, I have a 19-inch wheel and tire assembly on my vehicle and I want to go to a 22-inch. Mm-hmm. You need to understand what 19-inch you have and what 22-inch you can go to. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to um, inflating the tires, what is an incorrect way to inflate the tires? So most people rock up at the petrol station, go there, fill the fuel, check the oil, water, and pressure. What they don't realize is you should be checking your tire pressure when your tires are cold. So preferably early in the morning, before you go out on your drive, check your tire pressure. The tire pressures that you get on the side of your door or on the side of your petrol tank are the recommended cold tire pressures for that particular vehicle. Okay, and then, yes? And that's what most people don't understand. Mm. If you go and you inflate your tires when they're warm, your tires are already at a certain temperature, and inflating it then will not be the correct cold temperature that is recommended by the manufacturer or the vehicle manufacturer. Yes, yes. So when it comes to normal air and nitrogen, how does that work and what should be taken into consideration? So normal air and nitrogen, normal air is when you just go and you put normal air into your tire, nitrogen allows your tire to run cooler. Does it make a difference on people that travel short distances? In my opinion, not. Other people might say, yes, it does. It allows the tire to last longer. But when you're driving long distances, like how truck drivers and bus drivers drive long distances and the tires heat up quite drastically, Yes, then nitrogen is going to add a lot of life to your tire because it runs at a cooler temperature. Yes. 
Okay, so let's take some calls on 011-883-0702. We've got Sai in Midrand. Hi, Sai. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to make a statement. Some other people can learn from my lesson that I learned uh, last week. I didn't check the alignment on my uh, wheels. And about a year ago, I put in a set of brand new tires. It cost me about thirteen or 14,000 rands. And my vehicle is an all-wheel drive vehicle. So um, what had happened was, I probably hit a pothole or hit something and the alignment went off and I didn't bother checking it. And it wore the inside of the tires out. And because it's an all-wheel drive vehicle, you can't just replace one tire. So I, did, uh, I didn't notice it. And last week I had to pay another 13,000 rand to replace all four tires on it. Just because I didn't check the alignment like in every few months or so. So it's quite important to check something like that. And you end up wearing a tire out on the inside where you don't even notice it. Ooh, thank you so much for that comment, Asai. Samir, what are your thoughts there? So with regard to wheel alignment and balancing, it's recommended that you do your wheel alignment and balancing every 8,000 kilometers. And what happens is most people don't actually note down when they go and they do their alignment and balancing what their actual odometer reading was. So it's important that you note it down and make a note somewhere and keep a book so that you constantly know that Every 8,000 kilometers, between 8 and 10,000 kilometers, you keep checking your wheel alignment and balancing. That's the way you're going to optimize getting the maximum life out of your tire. Uh, I understand what Sai is saying in terms of he hit a pothole, he didn't understand. Hitting all these potholes, and unfortunately, our roads are bad. We need to regularly go in and check it. So it might be you hit a pothole today, rather go to a fitment center, check your wheel alignment, check Mm -hmm. your balancing. It's more convenient to do it at that point in time than to find out when you go to a footman center at eight to 10,000 Ks down the line, you find that all your tires have been worn out and it needs to all be replaced. So you need to be a bit more proactive. If you hit something and you feel that it's going to damage your tires severely, rather go into a footman center as soon as you can and have it checked out immediately. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we've got a voice note that's come through. Hello, Rilebukhile. Please ask your guest if I, like I have a 15-inch tire on my car, I would like to get 17s because it looks so nice. But my husband told me that it will increase my fuel consumption. Is that a myth or is it actually a fact? Good question. Samir, will it increase her fuel consumption? So it depends. Is she running steel wheels? Is she running aluminium wheels? If she's running steel wheels and she's going to a 17-inch aluminium, Chances are it will reduce her fuel consumption because the vehicle is not going to be as heavy. But if she's running already aluminium wheels and she's going up to 17-inch, the 17-inch wheel and tire is going to be heavier than a 15-inch wheel and tire, so it will increase her fuel consumption. Not drastically, but it will increase it. All right, we're going to take a break. Last opportunity to get um, some advice or ask you a question for our guest uh, for today, Samir Valley, CEO of Evolution Wheel and Time. We're talking all things tires and rims. O double one double eight three o seven o two seven o two. The car feature. We're talking tires and rims today in the car feature with Samir's uh, Valley CEO of Evolution Wheel and Tire, and we have got another voice note, Samir. Mm. Good afternoon, he's speaking to Chris <clears throat> I just heard you talking about the tyre pressure I've got a, a vehicle, an Opel vehicle that, that, uh, That's that got a, ca- a gauge inside the vehicle That tells me what the tyre pressure is 
But when I go to the, the, the filling station and I ask them just to, to pump up the tires because according to the, the indicator inside the vehicle, the pressure is too low. Let's say the pressure should be 2.1 and then um, inside the vehicle it will say it's 1.9. But when the, the guy pumps it up, it says it stops at 2.1, but inside the vehicle it says uh, less or more. What would be the, the accurate one, the one that inside the vehicle or the one at the filling station? All right, thank you for that question. Samir? So the one inside the vehicle is probably the more accurate one. Uh, the reason why he's getting a difference in the, temp- in the pressure readings is possibly because the fuel station where he's going to uh, have his pressure topped up is hasn't had its equipment collaborated recently. So I, I suggest that he goes to another uh, fuel station and checks up with them and see if he gets uh, the correct reading as what his vehicle is giving him. Okay. And then we've got a question that's come through on Twitter that is talking about what about the bubbles on the tires? What are the risks? So bubble on a tire is a very risky thing. Uh, what happens is... A, when you hit a pothole or you hit an object in the road on the inner side of the tire what you see is a cut across the tread section or across the sidewall section and that actually allows air to come into the tire the minute that happens the the entire composition of your tire is compromised so a tire is made up of steel belts and nylon belts the minute you get a fracture on that belt there's a cut that happens and you'll see a bubble. As you drive and your tire begins to heat up, the bubble expands and eventually when that bubble expands, that's what causes your tire to blow out. Okay, so obviously if a person has that situation, they have to go and get it solved immediately. Yes, that's correct. You need to go visit your tire fitment center and change that specific tire because it's very, very risky driving on that type of a tire. In terms of rims, can you talk to us about steel versus the alloy rims? Okay. Steel rims are heavier rims and are normally original equipment on a vehicle. Aluminium rims or alloy rims as we know it are rims that are aftermarket and people use to make their vehicles look nicer. So you get different types of rims and you get different looks of rims. Mm. Generally, when you're looking at doing your vehicle and making it look prettier and nicer and people wanting to give it a funkier look, they go for an alloy type of rim. Now, when you speak about rims, you have different PCDs. It's your Now, PCD is actually an imaginary circle which passes through the center of the wheel bolts or nuts. And you get different types of holes. You get a five hole, four hole, three hole, or a six hole. And those type of holes are what determines whether a rim can fit onto a specific vehicle or not. Mm, mm. So when replacing rims from steel rims to alloy rims, most people come in and they think, hey, we got a four hole rim. We can just put any four hole alloy wheel on there. It doesn't work like that. You need to understand whether it's a what the PCD is, whether it's a 4100 PCD, whether it's a 4108 PCD, whether it's a 4114 PCD. 
So, Samir, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. But I suggest to each and every one of you, before you go and make uh, drastic changes or changes to your tires and your rims, go and ask somebody who can advise you how it's going to affect uh, the vehicle and, of course, your safety. Thank you so much to our guest, uh, Samir Valley, CEO of Evolution Wheel and Tire.